I didn't think I'd ever see myself here again. But thanks to Pastor Gary, he, <laughs> he's got a cattle prod that he uses, you know, at the, for people like me. Um, uh, it's been a long time coming, and he's been very patient with me until last Thursday. <laughs> when he didn't even speak to me, he just called Pastor Paul and said, tell him he's on next Thursday. I said, that was it. <laughs> I said, okay, he means business this time. <laughs> Oh, praise God. Thank you, Pastor Gary. This is indeed an honor to be able to speak uh, to this congregation and uh, present the Word of God. Um, this has been one strange day. Did you, did you ever get something that was on your heart that you felt, okay, this is, this is probably a good time for this. Somebody out there needs it besides me. Um, but right from the time I got up and I started looking at uh, Pastor Paul's morning devotions from um, a text that I get from Rob Ells every day, just to, just to help build a person up. Um, I started reading through those and I said, oh my, there's probably not much need for me to come here tonight <laughs> and, and speak anything because in a nutshell, it pretty well encompassed everything that I had to say. And then I get here tonight, and what happens? Ashton happens. Her, her introduction is basically what I've got to say. And, and it seems like when I look out over the people that, that this really isn't a message for y'all, it, but I believe it is, I, I think... I, oh, it, nobody really knows it, probably, but I've been hiding for the last probably a couple of years. I can, I can be here. <laughs> okay, somebody noticed. Uh, you know, hiding in plain sight, exactly. That's, that's what's been going on. Um, you can go through the routine. You be here Sunday and Thursday. Everybody thinks you're faithful, but they don't, they're not with you the rest of the week when you're hurting and you're, you feel like you're uh, down in a cave somewhere, you know, and, uh, and nothing, is, nothing is going the way it should uh, spiritually. Uh, everything else has been, you know, has been pretty good, all things considered. Oh, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a good word to use because I was perplexed. I thought that I was losing it for a while. I thought, I thought that there was um, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, all those mental health kind of things that you hear about uh, so much now. Uh, I, could, I could hear that and feel that running around in my brain for a long time. And... Uh, so anyway, to, to make a long story short, this, this word was really meant to, uh, the word says to stir yourself up. This was meant to stir me up. And, and I'm reasonably sure that I'm not the only one that needs it. Uh, there may be somebody else hiding in plain sight. I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, let's, let's get to it. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for encouragement. 
We thank you for your blessing in our lives, Lord. We just want to be grateful and acknowledge you in everything we do and everything we say. So, Father, I just cast the care of this evening on you. The things that uh, I'm supposed to speak, I'm going to speak them, and uh, I'm just going to trust you to, to do work behind the scenes and minister that word to whomever, whomever needs it. In Jesus' name, amen. The first thing he showed me was uh, not to forsake your first love. And uh, uh, over in the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus was speaking to the churches and, and said that very thing. You know, you've, 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 I have one thing against you. You've left your first love. And uh, that's the way I was feeling, you know. That's kind of the where, where I was. Um, so I want to. I want you to. I want you to go with me in a little trip in your mind. Go back to when you were born again. Just, just allow yourself to go there. Close your eyes. Allow yourself to go back there to when you were born again. And I realized that this could be. Uh, Emotional for some people, because there was a lot of things happening back then. So if that's you, I want you to feel free to um, just let it out. Whatever God tells you to do, do it. If you need to shout, if you want to give him praise and thanks, you go ahead and do it, because that's where I was going when I was back there. For So go back in your mind to when you were born again. Now, how did it make you feel? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Who was right? Ooh. Glory to God. How did it make you feel when the Holy Spirit began to change your life and reveal God's word to you? I know how it made me feel. I was perplexed again. <laughs> I, I said, God, is this really happening? I don't think the way I used to think. I don't speak the way I used to speak. Uh, things are falling off of me that I thought I could never get rid of. Um, a big thing for me was smoking, giving up cigarettes. And, and it's not that I had to do that in order to be a proper Christian. It, I, I just knew in my knower that it was, wasn't, wasn't right. It wasn't good for me, uh, my health. It wasn't good for my family because I was smoking around them. I can still hear the kids in the back seat coughing. <coughs> you know, dad, dad, put that cigarette out. You know. Anyway, um, but but he took that, and and I don't even know. I, I I used to try and remember how that. All I remember is it happened on Lisa's birthday. She was five years old, and God said to me, "That's it. No more. No more cigarettes." So I said. I've tried before, never, you know, you'd quit for a week or two weeks, and next thing you know, you'd go buy another pack and you'd start again. I took the cigarettes that I had left, don't remember how many there were in the pack, and just crumpled them all up, threw them in the garbage, and the lighter right behind them. And that was the last time I ever had the want or the need or anything for a cigarette. So that's God telling me, you can count on me. You can trust me with even a little thing like quitting smoking. You know, when you're having problems with some, some things, turn to me. Don't turn to the world's solutions because they don't always work. 
So, did you feel, do you feel the same way today you did back then? If you don't, then you've let something slip. And uh, I think at some time or another, we, we've all been there. We've, we've slipped and, you know, things have gotten away. Um, back then you were happy and peaceful and amazed. That's the word that God gave me, amazed, because that's the way I felt. I was amazed at the change that was coming over me and Linda and, and uh, several friends of ours. We got saved in a group in, uh, at the Charismatic Renewal, if you would. And, uh, and there was a group of us that, boom, God's power hit us, and we were never the same again. And, and we, we, did you get together with your friends at the time, the people that you were just saved with? Did you get together and pray and go into the Word and allow God to teach you and show you things, reveal things? I mean, I used to look at this and think, okay, that's just, that's words, but it really doesn't mean anything. But after you got born again, if you're genuinely saved, man, this opens up like I don't know what. It was just, it was awesome. It's the only way I can describe it. We were praying and reading and studying and meditating the Word. We're getting to know God. Were you going to church? <laughs> yeah, I, I, before this, I wasn't. I wasn't. I walked away. I said, enough of this, just because it was religion. It wasn't, it wasn't really anything to do with God. It was just going through the motions because we were supposed to. Uh, we were having fellowship. We were sharing the good news. And if that's not the same now as it was then, what's changed? I had to ask myself some hard questions and say, okay, what has changed? And then you got you to gotta fess up and say, okay, God, I... I, I I'm not where I should be. I'm not into the word like I should be. I'm not praying like I should be. I, you know, there's a lot of things I wasn't doing, but I, I don't want to dwell on that. I want to dwell on this. Um, how do we make things happen today? How do we change all that, that we might have been going through? You might have been, I was going through it, but you, some of you might have been going through it. You might say, oh, things were much different back then. Things were less complicated. They were simpler. Uh, there was no COVID. <laughs> you know. And I asked, asked myself, were they really? Were they really that much different? Think back to when you were born again. We were just young, a young couple with two small children at the time. Uh, I was in between jobs, you know, every three, four months. Uh, we really didn't have a, you know, well, there's an expression that we used to use, you know. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or a window to throw it out, you know, that, that kind of, yeah. Anyway. Um, but, but after I got saved, the, there came a stability. Things, there were still some things that were messed up. I, I acknowledge that. But God was taking care of them. So when I asked, were they really uh, less complicated? Was I making excuses? And, it, and I thought to myself, or is that just how we justify our lack of effort today? Being a Christian takes works. work. James 2.20 tells us that. So... 
I'm just going to go through a few, a few little things. This may not take long. It, uh, you know, I may not get finished. I don't know. It just depends on how it works out. Anyway, God said, it's not too late. It's not, it's not too late for you. No matter how depressed and down in the dumps you're feeling, it's, it's never too late. So, oh, let's, go, let's open the word. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it again just one more time. Yeah. Woohoo. Oh, my. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. We need to take time to develop personal relationships with God. So pray without ceasing. That's a good place to start, you know. And I don't mean you're going to go around and you're, you're going to be praying. You can't have a conversation with anybody. You're going to be praying and praying and praying. No, he means, he means whenever you have a chance, take a moment to acknowledge me and pray and just thank me. Uh, acknowledge that I am who I am, you know, that I saved you from a mess that you were living in uh, way back when. Uh, and that's quite a while ago now when I stopped to think about it, probably, I don't know, 46 years, I think, I was when I, when I started thinking. I was, <laughs> no, you're the same age. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Just, <laughs> okay, I, I, so I'm sorry. I see where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> Spend time in prayer and listen more than you speak. I was talking about prayer. You know, we, we, we like to pray and we got all things to say, all kinds of things to say. But prayer doesn't necessarily mean speaking. It, it, you know, there's a time for listening, you know. And it's probably a good idea if you do twice as much listening as you do speaking. You know, allow God to speak to you because he will. He, he, he'll drop things in your spirit that you never really even thought he could do. Uh, or you, you could even imagine uh, would, you would think about. Oh, my. Second Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman needing not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So get into the word. You have to, you have to get in here and allow God to speak to you because this is where he's going to communicate with you. I'm not saying that you won't hear um, uh, some cases of verbal um, uh, direction or anything or something like that. But most of the time, you're going to get it right from here. And if you're not in here, I urge you, get your Bible out, get a Bible if you don't have one, and get busy uh, studying and reading and preparing yourself because that's what this is for. It's to prepare you for what God has in store for you. So, uh, it's not too late. Take time to develop a personal relationship with God and spend time in prayer and listen more than you speak. This is, I'll tell you right now, this is amazing because I don't even remember writing that. Wow. Thank you, God. Thank you. Read, study, meditate, and confess the word. The word will only bring change to your mind and actions 
when you apply it. You have to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. Some of this I stole from other person's messages, you know. But this, this was in my notes a way back when there was no name. Usually I put a name to it. If, it. if it doesn't have a name, it's usually Pastor Gary. In this case, there was no name, so it, it, it just may have been you. So, Three ways to renew your mind. Number one, learn God's word. And, and I got some scripture references here. I'm not going to go to all of them, but just so that if you want to jot them down, you can, you can go there. Uh, Proverbs 4.20, uh, Matthew 6.33, Hosea 4.6. Number two, set your mind on God's word. Let's, let's just go there. Colossians 3, uh, where am I here? I got a bunch of little tabs marked here. But uh, Colossians wasn't one of them. Colossians 3, turn the page, 1, 3, 3rd, uh, verse 1 and 2. Since if then, if ye then, I, I underlined if ye then, and just said since, <laughs> be risen with Christ, since you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of the earth. So what's that saying? That's, that's just saying, get into the Word. This is where you're going to hear from God to begin with. Now, you may hear from Him audibly as you progress along the, the, your, your, uh, your trip with Him, but most of the time you're going to get it right here, and he's going to, something is going to leap off the page and go right to your heart. So set your mind on God's Word. And, and we just read Colossians 3, 1 and 2. The next one was, number three, was act on God's word. Act on God's word. Ah, dear. I don't know if I had this one marked either. Probably I don't. I had so many tabs sticking in my Bible, I had to take some of them back. (laughs) I was tripping over them. Uh, James 2, James 2, 14 to 17. What did the prophet a man, my brethren, Though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked, that doesn't sound like where I want it to go. Did I jump ahead? Well, let's go there anyway, 14 to 17. Um, If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you can say unto them, Depart in peace, and and ye warned, and be warmed and filled, and notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? So it... It's great to say something to somebody, but what God wants us to do is to act. That's where we're going. Act on the word. Don't just say it. Act on it. If you can meet the need, go ahead and meet it, or at least contribute to the need. You know, you may not be able to meet the total need, but you can certainly give a person a hand up, you know. Always remember, God loves you. John 3.16 tells us that. He wants you to be happy, content, and at peace. He wants to teach you a better way <laughs> than the world teaches so you can achieve that happy, contented, and peaceful life. So if you find that you're, that you're getting confused or you're getting uh, 
angry or you're getting just generally upset with people, you know you're not where God wants you. That's not where he wants you to be. So it's time to get back here. St take yourself away and, and go in your prayer closet and sit down with the Word. Now, your prayer closet could be your sofa. Your prayer closet could be the, the seat of your car. It could be anywhere, you know. But get alone with God. That's, that's basically what he's trying to tell us. Get alone with God and let him speak to you. So therefore, don't be praying and praying and praying and praying. Stop. When you pray, pray a little bit and then listen because he'll speak to you. He'll give you an answer. Keep this handy because he'll speak to you through this. He wants to teach you a better way than the world teaches so you can achieve that happy, contented, and peaceful life. Be grateful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 uh, tells us about being grateful. I don't know if I had that. I had so many things marked here in tabs. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So be, great, be grateful, be thankful to God. He, he, he wants you to acknowledge him in everything. You know, we, as human beings, we seem to have a tendency to dwell on negative things and, and allow our mind to get off track, into the ditch, if you will. Stay in the center of the road. Stay there between the ditches where, where God can speak to you and, and you can receive things in your spirit. Thank God for all the good things and thank him for showing you how to deal with and overcome the bad things. One of the first things is forgive. It, unforgiveness will limit or stop your growth in Christ. If you don't forgive, make it a priority. Make it a priority. Don't hold grudges. Um, yeah, you're going to get people that get on your nerves and that, but don't dwell on that kind of thing. Just don't dwell on it. When you were born again, you have become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us that. Romans 4.17. Let's just have a look over there. I think that's the wrong reference that I was going to, but anyway. Anyway. It's, <laughs> yeah, I made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. That's really, maybe that's where he was going with me on this. That's really important. We have to begin to speak to things in order to bring about change. We're speaking spirits. God's Holy Spirit is living on the inside of us. A lot of people have a hard time grasping that, you know, that God is living in me. Yes, yes, he is. If you're born again, he's right in there. He's right in there. Begin calling things that are not, that are not as though they were. If, the, if, if, if things are weak or you're weak, say they're, you're strong. If you're sick, say you're healed. If you're poor, say I'm rich. If you're lost, say, I'm found. Nothing is, nothing is getting in the way, my way of getting close to God. The facts are subject to change. God needs your word. He needs your words. And I just jotted down, I don't have the references, but I just jotted down a couple of quick things. 
the woman with the issue of blood, she, she literally crawled on her hands and knees through the crowd to get to Jesus because what was going on inside of her, all I have to do is just touch his clothing. Just, I don't have to say anything. I just have to touch it and I'm going to be healed. This plague that I'm going through is over as soon as I do that. Well, we all know what happened. She did. She crept through the crowd on her hands and knees and just touched the hem of his garment. And pow, she was instantly healed. Blind Bartimaeus. Like, uh, who was it? It was one of our guest speakers years ago. Oh, dear, who was it? Um, Maybe it was Kathy Mink. I don't know. She called him Blind Bart. <laughs> I said, and everybody went, oh, thinking that was sacrilegious to call him Bartimaeus, Bart, you know. But anyway, Blind Bartimaeus, or Blind Bart, if you will, um, he couldn't see, obviously. <laughs> That's why he was Blind Bartimaeus. But he was the same way. You know, he... he uh, he had to take action. And, and, uh, and when, Jesus, when Jesus healed him, first he asked him, what would you, what would you like? You know, <laughs> it, well, I, th- I would have thought it would be obvious, but Jesus was trying to get him to say something. You know, don't just go, you know, mute. Say what you need. You know, you can talk to Jesus. You know, he'll listen. So <laughs> Bartimaeus said, that I might see, I might have my sight. Boom, it was done. That's, that's it, you know. Uh, the servant of the centurion was, was healed. <sighs> One account of that story has the centurion not even present. Like he wasn't even there. But he sent his servants to say, you know, what was need, what the need was? He he needed that servant healed, and uh, and basically said, all you have to do is say the word, and it'll happen. You don't have to come near me. You don't have to do anything. He he knew about this. He was a centurion. They were taught about giving orders and having people under your command. You don't have to beat around the bush. Just tell them what you want, and it'll be done like that. And he knew that of Jesus. So not even being present. Um. His servant got healed. So it it shouldn't be. We we tend to look at these stories and say, "Oh yeah, but that was back then when Jesus was walking on the earth." You know that all these miracles happened, but you know the same power and authority dwells in us that was dwelling in Him. That's what being born again is all about: the transfer of that power and that authority from him to you. That's what it's all about. So we can, I don't know why we don't see it as much. Uh, we, we, we really should. Oh, that's a good way to look at it because the corporate, the Christian population, the born again population is a small number compared with the general population. 
So there's a lot of overcoming of unbelief that we have to get after, you know. And uh, so the long and the story of the other, the centurion's story was his servant was healed. And, and, and Jesus was amazed, at, you know, at what was coming out of the man's mouth. You know, uh, you know, and he basically said, I'm a man under authority. If I say go, he goes. If I say come, he comes. You know, so this is not a, this is not a big thing for me. I know that you can just say the word and he's going to be healed just like that. Oh, my goodness. What did, what did I say today? Dear, dear. Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't be a control freak. <laughs> Learn to trust God to resolve our issues. Cast your cares upon him. <laughs> we, we just can't do it on our own. We, we can't do it. We've got to get after it and get God after it. So when you fall, always get up. Always get up. Notice it doesn't say if. Stuff happens and you'll make mistakes, but don't stay down. Do not stay down. Get up and acknowledge who you are in Christ. And know that he will never leave you or forsake you. I, some of this stuff I don't even remember writing. <laughs> so so you, know, you know it's just not me. It's, it, it's, it's God speaking. Don't fear. Don't fear. Jesus always dealt with people's fear. Whether it was his disciples out on the water, twice, twice he had to tell them. Or with Jairus, when he got news that his daughter had died, he told them, fear not. Why? Because there was change, because there was to, because he was there to change the facts. We can't see him now, so we have to say by our faith that we will change the facts. He is with us always. Holy Spirit is on the inside of us all the time. If you're born again, Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. Holy Spirit is God, right? You know, he, there's no difference between him and Jesus. So it's like Jesus just living on the inside of you, if, if you will. The Holy Spirit is the same, same being. He's living on the inside of you. He will change the facts. Get up and acknowledge who you are in Christ. And know he will never leave you or forsake you. Be bold. Be bold as can be. Just get up and say how it is. To the world, to other people. Don't be shy, don't hesitate, don't... We, we try and come up with every excuse under the sun, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not really that bold or, you know, that kind of thing. No, no, you have boldness on the inside of you. If Jesus is living on the inside of you, you have boldness, believe me. Don't hesitate, don't hesitate. Don't fear. Fe you know, fear not... And, and this came out of uh, 
This came out of the um, <sighs> Pastor Paul sends us messages every day. Yes, the devotions. And this is what uh, came out of, uh, I think it was yesterday or today, I remember, I can't remember just which, but fear not was mentioned over 110 times in Scripture. Fear not. So do you think we're supposed to deal with fear or we're, or we're not supposed to be in fear? You know, 110 times, that should be enough. Be, boom, boom, boom. You know, get, get it through your thick heads. It's, you know... Jesus always told them to fear not. Why? Because he was there to change the facts. We can't see him now, but we used to. Have, we have to use our faith that he will change the facts. And the best part of it all, he is with us always, always, and forever. Uh, I think I'm pretty well done. I, I I was just I was just going to go on and um, read the prayers in Ephesians, um, only because it kind of tied in with this. But but it's basically um, you know saying acknowledging who you are in Christ. Um, the abilities you have, you know, get close to God and allow him to use you, allow him to speak through you. Uh, if he can teach somebody like me who was, seemed like I was so far away and then all of a sudden drop a simple little message in and I thought, oh dear, how am I going to present a message like this to this congregation? You know, a faith-believing, speaking, acting people. But... Uh, I was there, and, 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 and I was drifted away. I was smiling and happy and, you know, doing all the right things, but inside there was turmoil. So if he can speak to me and he can pull me out of the doldrums, he can do the same for you. He's an awesome, wonderful, loving God, and he cares more about us than we even realize that he does. So I think that's it. I think that's it. Anyway. I didn't even drink the water. I'll do that. Because <laughs> I am thirsty. Pardon? Ephesians. No, I... Oh, this is... Okay, you may not get out of here tonight. Oh, dear. Okay, basically, it's the prayers in Ephesians. Uh, I'm going to read them on the phone here. Uh, this is... Uh, oh, do I have the right translation? Yes, I do. 
All right. This is the this is the first prayer in Ephesians one fifteen, and and on. That's why when I heard of the solid trust you have in the Master Jesus and your outpouring of love to all the followers of Jesus, I couldn't stop thanking God for you. Every time I prayed, I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask, ask God of our, ask the God of our Master Jesus Christ the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see what is, what, see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. That's really important. Grasp the immensity of his glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issue, oh, I've gone way too far here. No, no, I haven't. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne deep in heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments. No name and no power exempt from his rule and not just for time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. At the center of all that, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not a peripheral, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts and in which he fills everything with his presence. Uh, Dare I go on? (laughs) Uh, My response is to get down on my knees before the Father, this magnificent Father who parcels out all heaven and earth. I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious inner strength, that Christ will will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in all the followers of Jesus. You'll be able to take in with all the followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights, live full lives, full in the fullness of God. God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Praise God. Yes, glory to God in the church. Glory to God in the Messiah in Jesus. Glory down all the generations. Glory through all millennia. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. That was uh, the message, yeah. Oh, dear. Does anybody need prayer? We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.